Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Today we get to celebrate a, a, a heart for serving, a heart for serving. And uh, over the month of November, there were approximately 225 people who put on red t-shirts and served on various projects throughout our community and surrounding community. Some of you are wearing your shirts today and uh, you look good, you look great. Thank you for being a part of that church. We had 15 different teams that served this community and surrounding communities in various ways. I love Hebrews 10 and 24 that says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us think of ways. And that's what Serve Month is about. Uh, we get creative and we just try to think of ways in order to serve and to motivate each other to serve. And, and today we want to celebrate what God has done through you. So I want you to, to turn your attention to the screen and let's check out what this month looked like for us.
Man, would you praise God for the opportunity that we had to serve our community and surrounding communities? I always love this part of, of our Serve Day celebration where we get to talk about our, our 2020 Serve projects. And um, I'm, I'm going to call out these teams. Um, if you're uncertain if you were on that team or not, stand up anyway. You deserve it. So um, some people get confused with this. And some of them may not be in this service and they'll be in the second service today. But there was a team that went out and they did some roadside beautification and trash pickup. If you were a part of that team, would you stand right now? Yeah. Great job, guys. Thank you. You can be seated. For those that went to the Sarah Pregnancy Center and cleaned inside and outside, for all of you that were a part of that team, would you stand? Yes. Thank you, guys. Great job. There was a crew that went and did yard maintenance on, on one of our members' Uh, one of our church members' houses who had just had surgery and they were not able to get out and, and do some of the yard work. If you were a part of that team, um, I don't see any of them in the room. I think they're going to be here in second service, but maybe, maybe someone was here or someone is here that was a part of that team. If you would stand, don't want to leave you out. Okay, we'll make sure we appreciate them in the second service. There was a, a, a group, and this has become a really neat project. Last year, they were at the, at the middle school painting some inspirational and inspiring, um, encouraging words on the walls and on the stalls of some of the restrooms. This year, they went to the Rock School and painted some encouragement on the walls there. If you are a part of that team, I want you to stand. Yes, very creative. You guys are, are amazing. Uh, a group that, that prepared foster family freezer meals. If you were a part of that team, I want you to stand. Yeah. Great job. Then there was a group that went and did uh, to the cemetery, did some headstone cleaning and also some, some yard debris cleaning around the cemetery. If you were part of that team, I want you to stand. Yeah. Amen. And Zane, just stay standing right there, buddy. We've been praying for you. This boy has been under attack for, for a number of months now. And it did my heart some good when you and Kelsey showed up to pick up your shirts, heading to the cemetery to work. And I had to make him promise he was not going to overdo it. But man, we continue to pray for your recovery. Praise God for you, man. Amen. And thank you. We had a team that went out and replaced the flags on the military graves. If you were part of that team, would you stand? Great job. Great job. Then we had a group of women that went and replaced flowers at the cemetery. If you were part of that team, would you stand? Yeah. Great job. Uh, this was a last-minute project. The city manager of Newberry hit me up with this one. Uh, it was the weekend before the big festival they had downtown, and uh, they needed some sidewalks that were pressure-washed in downtown Newberry. We got there, and we realized, yes, they did. They were in bad shape. It had been years since these sidewalks had been cleaned. I don't know if any of these gentlemen are in this service or not, but if you are, would you stand? We'll make sure we appreciate them during the second service today also. 
Um, there was a group that went out to one of our widow's houses and did some handiwork out there and a lot of yard maintenance. If you were part of that team, would you stand? Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. One of my, one of my favorite projects, and the reason why is I just get to see it firsthand. I, you don't want me working on your car. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I was here at the office, and I always make sure I'm here that day because I want to see it. But those that offered a free oil change to widows and single moms, I want you to stand. Yes. Great work, great work. So many wonderful testimonies come out of that. Another one this year was a, a widow that her, her husband just handled everything. And this was such a blessing to her for someone to do the oil change on her car. And let me say this, it's more than just an oil change. These gentlemen look at the cars. They are, are, are cleaning the, the filters, the air filters, and um, topping off fluids, and checking their wiper blades, lights, all that kind of stuff. And, and that's not even, we don't even ask them to do that, and they just go the extra mile with that. And then this year, there was one particular car that just needed some extra work done to it that couldn't be done that day. And uh, these gentlemen are taking it upon themselves to, to make sure that that happens. And I'm just, I just love the heart for serving. It's, it's amazing. Um, this is a very unique project that we have here, and this was, our, I believe, our second year of doing this, but it was our Destiny Kids Random Acts of Kindness Day. Before you stand, let me, let me tell you everything that they did. They wrote out appreciation cards for our law enforcement officers that serve on special teams. They did holiday placements for those receiving meals on wheels. Um, they packaged a free laundry detergent and took them down to the laundromat in Newberry so that when people come in, there's, there's laundry detergent there for them free. Uh, they hid in random places toys for children, just went to random places around the community and just hid these toys. They created care packages for the, the Destiny Community Church family uh, military personnel that are currently serving so that we could ship those boxes to the military personnel that are serving. Uh, they wrote out appreciation cards and gifts to elementary school teachers here in Newberry. Uh, they had cards and survival kits that they created and delivered to the Newberry Fire Department. Uh, they also uh, placed reminders in random places reminding people to pray for our law enforcement officers and our military. And then they also created 100 blessing bags for homeless people in Alachua County. They did all of this in just a matter of a few hours in our cafe area. And I tell you what I was amazed at is we had we had, had a, a little bit of a, an outbreak of COVID in a couple of areas in our church. And I didn't ask them to do this, but they did it on their own. And they all showed up and worked inside wearing masks, kids, parents, everybody. And wouldn't you know, the pastor walked in without a mask on. And, um, but I was so proud of them. If you were a part of that team, I want you to stand. Parents and children, I want you to stand. Well, <laughs> I guess they're coming to second service, Jennifer. <laughs> but thank you for heading that up. That was great. And, and then we ended the month strong with Buy a Tree, Change a Life. And for those of you that helped with the build out, that you came out and just started 
helping with the decorating and the build out of the tent. I want you to stand right now. Just stay standing, stay standing. For those that helped unload trees, I want you to stand. Just stay standing. Yep. And for those that worked at the event, whether it was selling trees and making people pay too much for a tree, um, you, maybe you were a cashier, tree trimmers, loaders, maybe you served hot chocolate or cookies or popcorn or you worked security in any way, I want you to stand and join with these. Yeah. And one more time publicly, and, and I, I, will, I will honor this again before it's over, but, but um, everybody else except the Woodstuff family can sit down. Just the Woodstuffs. Um, man, the whole family. You guys have a servant's heart. And um, I don't know how I would have done this without you guys. Amazing, amazing. Uh, moments that I had to look at them and say, leave, leave. We've got you covered. I need you to go home and get some rest. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how you would have made it two weeks had we not sold out at the rate that you were going. But Woodstuff family, thank you for having a heart for missions across the street and around the world. And uh, we're going to continue celebrating this because, because of your heart and willingness to do this. We have generated tens of thousands of dollars that's going to go around the world and be invested into children in our community. And we appreciate your heart with all of this. Thank you. As we enter into this much-needed Christmas season, how many of you are looking forward to Christmas? I know because you were buying Christmas trees before Thanksgiving. So uh, we sold out of Christmas trees before December. It's nuts, I'm telling you. But we, we have this much-needed Christmas season that is, is approaching us, and I want us to recognize where our hope is found. I, I understand that there's children in the room today. I'm not going to take very long. I don't need any amens out of anybody in the room with that. But understanding that our children, uh, our older children are in the room with us today, I, I'm, I'm going to go through this fairly quickly, and we're going to end this worshiping again together. But we need, we, we need to recognize where our hope is found. And, and in his own words, Jesus gave us the reason that he came. He was somewhere around the age of, of 30 to 32, probably. And, and when James and John, his, two of his disciples, were vying for position and, and authority, you know, when you come into your kingdom, let one of us sit on your right hand, one of us sit on your left hand. And so they're, they're looking for position. Jesus said these words to them in Mark 10 and 45. He said, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's a Christmas message right there. I know that it, it wasn't at the time of his birth, but it explains his birth. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus Christ left the throne of heaven to enter the throngs of humanity. And, and he chose to serve rather than to be served. But don't mistake his, his meekness for weakness, church. Don't, don't get confused with this. He gave up position, but not power. He, he gave up seniority, but not authority. 
We know that he preferred our eternity over his royalty, but it doesn't change the fact that he is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And for a season, he became one of us so that he could pay the price so that we could spend eternity in heaven. Amen? You'd be hard-pressed to find one other king, much less a god, who did the same for their followers. And it's what separates Christianity from all other world religions, the fact that he died for people that may or may not ever love him back, but yet he died for them. Today, I'm going to give you very fast three simple truths about serving. And coming out of this serve month, I want everyone, all DCCers, I want you to understand why we do what we do. We, we have said it time and time again throughout this month. This put us back into doing what we do best, serving. This was that moment that we needed to get back on track. How COVID derailed us from what we normally do. Now we're back on track. And I think these three simple truths will help us realize why we do what we do. The first thing I want to share with you is this. You are never more like Christ than when you serve. You are never more like Christ than when you serve. In John 13, verses 13 through 17, Jesus says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. We know that story of how Jesus was in an upper room with his disciples experiencing the Last Supper. And someone needed to wash the feet of everyone. Normally it would have been a servant at the door washing their feet as they came in, but no one thought about it. And so Jesus gets up from the table, wraps a towel around his waist, and the Son of God begins serving his disciples. And he says, none of us are above that. If you want to be his follower, you too must, must take on the, the towel of, of serving, wrap it around you, and just begin serving no matter what it looks like. I promise you, today you will come in contact with, with 10 or 12 people that need to be served. You will find opportunities if you open your eyes and you look for them. The opportunities are there and, and we are never more like Christ than when we serve. The second truth is this. The more that you serve, the more influential you become. I have always, always been fascinated by the royal family. I, I have no idea why. I know that, that Prince William was born on my brother's birthday. And, and, and I've always just, just for years, I've just been fascinated by the royal family. And recently... Mandy and Kendall and myself, we have become intrigued with this TV series on Netflix called The Crown. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. But we've been watching this, this series called The Crown. And I know not all of it's true and some, probably a lot of it is embellished. But don't tell me any different because I just want to enjoy it. But it tells the story of Queen Elizabeth II and how uh, her ascension to the throne of England and, and, and all of the... the ins and outs and all that her family entails and all that kind of stuff. And, it, it, and it's just, it's neat to watch the show to me. But one of the more fascinating parts of the show is watching the people that serve the royal family. 
In most scenes, if it takes place in a palace, there's someone there that is serving the royal family. Common people that work at, at Buckingham Palace, they have a greater access to the queen than some of the greatest dignitaries of England. And it's so neat to watch that. A common person will walk in and announce the arrival of someone else, and they have the authority to dismiss them also. Serving will get you into doors that others can't that others can't get into. If you don't believe me, just ask the maid at Buckingham Palace. Revelation 3 and 8, Jesus tells us, he says, I know your works. Listen to what he says. He says, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have, I, I, I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I love this. He says, I've set before you this open door. You see, the world demands to be served. Let me step on people on my way up the corporate ladder. You serve me. And that's what we, we, we are in, ingrained with from society. See how many people we can get under us. See how many people that, that we can step on as we climb up this ladder. God opens doors not by how great High and mighty we are. God opens doors by how small, low, and meek we are. And in the kingdom of God, as Jesus continued to, to fill his disciples with this teaching, in the kingdom of God, to be great, you must become one of the least. You must, you must uh, be willing to serve your way to be great in the kingdom of God. I know that in my own life, church, God has opened doors for me through acts of service to this community that my title could never get me into. I, 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 don't, I don't say this in a bragging way, but, but, but let, me, let me tell you this. There, I had no business being in politics in Newberry. You understand this. Some of you looked at me like, hey, have you lost your mind? And when the opportunity came for, for me to serve, I didn't even have to go through an election. I would never put this church through an election. But when the opportunity came and, and, and one of our church members who was a, a, a commissioner here in Newberry was moving and the mayor and the city manager approached me and said, would you be willing to serve in, in this capacity? Uh, I was intrigued by it and I said, sure I will. Now I only signed up for, for three months, but um, COVID hit and I stayed in there for eight months and uh, joke's on me, right? But, but my title, my title as pastor, my title as bishop, it didn't open that door. I'll tell you what opened that door is because this church has a heart for serving. And when we serve, it creates integrity and influence in our lives. People can care less about your title and what you want to be called. What people want to see is a heart for serving. They want to see that you're willing to get your hands dirty to meet the needs of the community and surrounding communities. And the third truth I want to share with you is this, and, and the band can come up and get ready. We're going to sing our way out of this. Serving God is worshiping God. Serving God is worshiping God. Over this past month, we have talked, talked a lot about worship. I, I just did a three-week series, Blueprint for Worship. Nothing takes the place of spirit-led worship it's how we connect with a holy God. And I hope, church, that we hold on to those teachings and we continue to enter in through the outer court, the inner court, and make our way into the holy of holies, getting our, our flesh, our mind, 
and our spirit under submission as we worship God. But what we have to understand also is that our service can be worshiped to God. Our service can be worshiped to God. And I want to be clear with this. All eagles are birds, but not all birds are eagles. We know that all ships are boats, but not all boats are ships. And all worship to God is serving, but not all serving is worship. Because we wake up every day and we make a decision on what we're going to serve. And self-serving does not glorify God. Self-serving, doing what's best for me. You see, that challenges some of us. That challenges us because we're, we're, we're taught, look out for yourself. If you're going to make it in life, you've got to watch out for yourself. You, you've got to open your own doors. Serving in the kingdom of God and becoming one of the least in the kingdom of God to become great, it challenges that whole theory. And what we have to realize, church, is that we worship God through serving him and serving others. In Luke 4, 5, and 6, it says the devil took Jesus up, took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, to you I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You see, the enemy was trying to get our Savior, Jesus Christ, early in his ministry career. He was trying to get his focus off of us, the reason. We were the reason that he came. He was trying to get his focus off of the reason trying to get his focus off of a holy God, his heavenly father. And he was trying to get him to kick open the doors that would lead to success on how we see life successful here. And he says, listen, if you'll just do what I tell you to do, I will put you over. You will be in position, in authority, in power over all of these kingdoms. And Jesus says, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he puts worship and service together. We worship God through serving him and others. Church, the greatest leaders are first servants. The best bosses, they serve their employees. Somebody needs to hear this. I can tell you this. I can change your work environment. If you'll listen to me, the best bosses serve their employees. The best employees serve their bosses. The best husbands serve their wives. The best wives, they serve their husbands. The best parents serve their households. And the best children serve their parents. That feels like a great place to stop with some of the children in the room, doesn't it? The best children serve their parents.
But the truth is, church, that's a truth that we all need to adhere to. The best leaders in the kingdom of God are those that learn to serve. What does it look like when you walk back into your home and you start serving those that you live with? When you walk back into your job and you start serving those that you work with, it changes the environment. And I can promise you this, you will become more influential in your home, in your job, whatever it is where you learn where to, how to serve, you will become more influential in those people's eyes. And it's simply because of this, they start seeing Christ through you when you learn how to serve. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.